Good morning and welcome. Good morning. And the Lord be with you. And grace and peace to us all in the name of Christ our Lord, who calls us to this time and place of worship. It is a great joy to share with you as we gather for worship, and I thank you for your presence at First Church this morning. And just a reminder as well, as we gather of the registration pads that you find to your right or left, it is of great help for us to have you sign those to know of you sharing in worship this morning at First Church. As we gather, we are mindful of opportunities before us, remembering that the Advent study We'll continue tomorrow evening. That actually will be the first session. We've met once just for a time of orientation, but you're welcome to be a part of this study. Light of the World, a beginner's guide to Advent that will take place tomorrow evening at 5.30 in the Uptown Ministry Center. And just a reminder as well that in two weeks on the first Sunday of Advent, there will be an Advent wreath workshop that will take place in the fellowship hall downstairs. And then we will begin with Advent services each Tuesday in Advent here in the sanctuary at noon with various leadership from around the community. I hope you will be a part of that. As we gather in worship, we are mindful as well that this is the concluding Sunday of our fall stewardship campaign. Just a reminder that during the singing of the final hymn, there will be the opportunity to come forward as a gesture of commitment and prayer. So I look forward to sharing in that time of worship, uh, again, the estimate of giving cards. I hope you've given great thought and prayer to these as you Estimate your giving and support the ministries of the church for the coming year. Remember as well, there are opportunities to give electronically. We had information in the bulletin about this a few weeks ago. And this morning, we will share in the ministries of mission as part of our stewardship emphasis. Very timely because yesterday we shared in the ministry of the food bank and clothes closet. It was a very busy day. By way of the food bank, 155 households were served, 219 boxes packed, 522 people were served by way of the food bank, and then by way of the clothes closet, 125 households and families, and 469 people total by way of the clothes closet. Again, a very busy day, and thank you again for your gifts that make this ministry possible. I wish to invite us now to prepare to worship God together.
I invite us to stand. Gates Devault will lead us in our call to worship. to worship. Friends, we gathered together this morning to proclaim the ways in which God is working within our midst. We have been blessed by God. We gathered together to give thanks for the ways in which God is working within our midst. We are being blessed by God. We gathered together to open our eyes to the ways God is using us to work within our midst. We will continue to Dear ones, God has given us so much and is very much alive at work and still speaking among us. We are called to give back. We are called to be good stewards. Good stewards of our time and of our resources. Let us give thanks to our God of blessings and affirm our commitment to the ministry into which God is calling us. Let us give thanks to God.
join me in praying our opening prayer. God of peace, cause us to rejoice in you always. Make us gentle to everyone. Keep us from being anxious about anything. Help us to ask you for what we need with thanksgiving. And let your peace guard our hearts and minds. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you, Gates. And thank you for your gifts that make the ministries of First Church possible. We have shared in recent weeks about ministries of worship and faith development. Today we focus on ministries of mission, remembering again how your giving touches the lives of countless people near and far, and just an opportunity to celebrate those gifts, to celebrate the ministries God entrusts to us, and to highlight these ministries as means by which we love God and love our neighbor. Our stewardship moment on missions. Again, you may not have seen your picture in those slides, but you're there. 
you understand by way of the gifts that you give, you are there. And these ministries don't happen without your gifts and your participation. So God has blessed us richly, has given us resources by which to bless others. And again, thank you for your prayerful consideration of how you should support the ministries of First Church, these mission ministries, in the coming year. And thank you again for making these ministries possible. Taylor Roach will lead us now in reading the 98th Psalm. Taylor? Psalm 98. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand, his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made the Lord has made known his victory. Has he revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations? He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to our house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth break forth into joy, joyous song and pray and sing praise. Sing praise to the Lord with, with the lyre and the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of a horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that feels it, let the world, the world and those who dwell in it, let the floods clap their hands and let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. earth. We will judge the world, we will judge the world with right, righteousness and the peoples with equality. Sing 
Thank you, choir. Thank you, Taylor. I would invite our children to come forward as we share in our children's time. Good morning, Stella. I'm glad you're here. So, I hope, hope your day is going well. I want to talk with you about giving thanks. And, and uh, good morning. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Well, last week, last Sunday, as a matter of fact, was my birthday. And I had a wonderful birthday, had family in, and uh, got some real wonderful gifts. And in fact, after my birthday this past week, I received something in the mail that was a gift. So I am so thankful and grateful. And as I left the house this morning, I saw that, that Paula, my wife, had started a thank you note for the gift that I had received so that I could sign that and express my thanks for the gift that someone was kind enough to send me. Well, when we come and worship, we, we know it's very polite as, as people who have received gifts to, to send thank you notes. And I'm guessing you do that too say thank you for the nice gift that you gave me for Christmas or for my birthday or just because you felt like being kind to me. Well, when we come to worship, it's not that we're necessarily writing God a thank you note, but as part of what we do in worship is to give thanks to God because we see all that God has given us. We see this beautiful place of worship. We see these wonderful people. We hear the wonderful music. We share the word. And we just see that God loves us so much that God has given us so much and that God has even given to us his own son because that's how much God loves us. So while we may not sit here and say thank you, God, for, for giving us all these blessings, part of what we do as we pray and as we proclaim the word and as we sing is we say, God, we thank you. We thank you that you love us this much and we want our lives to be offerings of, of thanks to you. We want, we want always to remember how much you love us, and we want always to be those people who thank God for all his wonderful gifts. And part of the way we thank God is by praying. So will you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for all that you've given us. We thank you for your love, which you show us in so many ways. We thank you for the gift of your son. We thank you for forgiving us. We thank you for this church. We thank you for each other. We thank you for the gifts of music and of your word. And Lord, we just pray that each and every day we would live lives of thanksgiving to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, children. We prepare for the scripture to be read by Lila Corcoran from Philippians 4. And as you come forward, Lila, I will offer a prayer for illumination. We thank you, Lord, for your word spoken this day. We thank you for your word by which you seek to draw us closer to you, to you. And help us, Lord, to be faithful in hearing and in doing your word. Amen. I will read Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say, rejoice. Let all men know your forbearance. The Lord is at hand. Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. 
With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace will be with you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lila. Well, when this stewardship campaign was planned, it was not planned with the idea that it would take so, uh, place so close to the day of Thanksgiving. However, it appears the stewardship, regardless of when such a campaign may take place, is never separated from any conversation about Thanksgiving. The gifts we offer God this day, as well as on other occasions when we worship, are gifts speaking in some way of gratitude to God for all God has given us. Gratitude, in one form or another, shapes this time of worship. Gratitude, it appears, shapes more than we know. Now, we may or may not be familiar with the phenomenon known as TED Talks. Any TED Talk fans here? Okay, a few of us. Well, these TED Talks, given by various authorities on practically any subject you can name, are readily accessible online, and TED is an acronym simply for Technology, Entertainment, and Design. A recent TED Talk shared with me again by my younger daughter, whom you know by now contributes greatly to my sermons. A recent TED Talk she shared speaks to this matter of, of gratitude, in this talk, there's an elderly gentleman with a wonderful accent who shares his thoughts about the daily need for giving thanks. Do you think this is just another day in your life, he asks. It's not just another day. It's the one day that is given to you today. It's given to you. It's a gift. It's the only gift that you have right now and the only appropriate response is gratefulness. If you do nothing else but to cultivate that response to the great gift that this unique day is, if you were to respond as if it were the first day in your life and the very last, then you will have spent this day very well. Begin by opening your eyes and be surprised that you have eyes you can open. That incredible array of colors that is constantly offered to us for pure enjoyment. Look at the sky. We so rarely look at the sky. We so rarely note how different it is from moment to moment with clouds coming and going. We just think of the weather, and even of the weather, we don't think of all the many nuances of weather. We just think of good weather and bad weather. 
This day right now has unique weather, maybe in a kind that will never exactly in that form come again. The formation of clouds in the sky will never be the same that it is right now. Open your eyes. Look at that. Look at the faces of people whom you meet. Each one has an incredible story behind their face, a story that you could never fully fathom. Not only their own story, but the story of their ancestors. We all go back so far. And in this present moment, on this day, all the people you meet, all that life from generations and from so many places all over the world flows together and meets you here like a life-giving water if you only open your heart and a drink. Open your heart to the incredible gifts that civilization gives to you. You flip a switch and there is electric light. You turn a faucet, there is warm water and cold water and drinkable water. It's a gift that millions and millions in the world will never experience. So these are just a few of an enormous number of gifts to which we can open your heart. And so I wish that you would open your heart to all these blessings and let them flow through you. That everyone whom you meet on this day will be blessed by you. Just by your eyes, by your smile, by your touch, by your presence. Let the gratefulness overflow into blessing all around you. Then it will be really a good day. He's telling the truth, isn't he? It will be a day in which we remember these words of the Apostle Paul, the one who has met Jesus in such dramatic fashion as he travels from the city to the city of Damascus, Syria. It is this convert Paul who says to the early church, the Lord is at hand. Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You may remember that I began the stewardship letter you recently received with a story of a conversation that I shared with a friend from another church. This friend, driving down Main Street to the farmer's market one Saturday morning recently, noticed a large crowd gathered in the parking lot in front of the Uptown Ministry Center. He said to me, what were all those persons doing in your parking lot? I replied, they were there because that was the morning we provide the ministries of the food bank and clothes closet. He drew his breath, paused a moment, then said, man, you all do so much for the community. Well, aside from feeling some great pride at being the pastor of this church, as well as feeling great deep gratitude for sharing in these ministries that touch our neighbors in the name of Christ, I don't remember how else I responded to that friend. But when I hear again this comment, as I'm sure I will, I hope my response will go something like this. Well, how could we not do so much for our community? Look at all God has given us. Look at how blessed we are. Look at the space God has given. Look at the resources God has given us. 
Look at the gifts God has given your neighbor for ministry. Look at the gifts God has given you for ministry. Look at this community of faith in which God has placed us with one another. Look at the neighbors in need in this community. How could we not do so much for this community? How could we say no to our neighbors in need when Jesus tells us that by doing so, we say no to him? How could we say no to supporting as we do numerous missionaries around the world who share the gospel of Christ? How could we say no to sharing the gifts of worship and of faith development and of so many ministries of mission? Who are we to say no to God? To the God who entrusts to us more than we know. This is the God who calls us to use all gifts so as to witness to our love for him and our love for our neighbors. And in fact, in the use of these God-given gifts, we bless more than we know. In the early 1980s, as there was no baseball at that time in Washington, now there's no football in Washington, but we're not here to talk about that. But at that time, I was a fan of the Atlanta Braves, and their AAA affiliate was in Richmond, so that gave me reason to support the Braves as well. So I remember when the Braves won the Western Division, yes, the Western Division, of the National League on the last day of the season, in fact, won the division by only one game. They were playing on the road on that last day of the season, so they would fly home to Atlanta where they would continue a celebration they had begun on the road. It was on this flight back to Atlanta when Dale Murphy, the Braves all-star center fielder, would remind his teammates how they each contributed to this championship season. So walking down the center aisle of the airplane, Murphy would stop and say to the backup catcher, you remember that sacrifice bunt you laid down against the Dodgers in August, the bunt that put a man in scoring position to win the game for us? That's the one game we won this division by. And Murphy would continue down the aisle, would stop to tell a seldom used relief pitcher, remember when the Reds had the bases loaded against us and you struck out the final batter to win that game back in April? That's the one game by which we won this division. And he would make his way back up the aisle to say to the rookie center fielder who often came off the bench as a defensive replacement late in games, you remember that diving catch you made on a sinking line drive to save the game against the Cubs for us back in June? That's the one game that won this division for us. And he would tell the utility player whose playing time had been limited by injury, that sacrifice fly you hit against the Mets a few weeks ago, that's the game we won this division by. Do we hear what Dale Murphy is saying? Do we hear him saying, look guys, your contributions matter more than you know. You may not have thought back in April or June or August, that your hit or your pitch or your catch made such a huge difference in this season. But understand this, 
We're not celebrating on this flight back to Atlanta without your efforts, without your contributions. We're not here without that one game you won for us. We needed each and every one of those games in order to be where we are now. Take away your efforts, take away those games. We're not here. Well, these truths, these words of Dale Murphy and the truth they convey is a truth that also applies here and now. These ministries of worship and faith development and mission and much more are ministries taking place because of your gifts and because of your efforts. These gifts mean more than you know. They have greater impact than you know. Touching lives near and far for the sake of the gospel every day throughout the year. These are gifts bearing witness to our wish to live in everything with thanksgiving. The pastor was grateful but a little bit surprised to see a certain young mom in worship one Sunday. He knew the mom and knew her family, but he was surprised because he hadn't seen this young mom in worship in some time. In fact, he hadn't seen her since she had had her child. As the service of worship concluded, the pastor, greeting worshipers as they left, had opportunity to speak to this young mom. I'm so glad to see you here, he said. I, I hope you and your family are well, and, and pardon me, I really don't wish to be nosy, but I can't help but wonder, after not seeing you for a while, what brought you to worship this morning? Well, the mom kind of bowed her head and appeared a little bit embarrassed by this question of her pastor. Still, she was more than willing to answer as to what it was that compelled her to be in worship that Sunday morning. She said, I put my child to bed last night, and when I did so, I just stood looking at him for the longest time. I do not know how long I stood there just looking at him, his eyes closed, his soft breathing as he slept, his hands clenched into little fists. I just stood taking all of this in. I have no idea how long I stood there. I just know that at some point, my heart was bursting with gratitude for all of this. And I'm here this morning because there is someone I need to thank. I'm not sure what you would name as the one reason you have come to worship this morning. Perhaps you're here just because this is who you are and this is what you do. Perhaps you're here because you're looking for some measure of comfort from God. Perhaps you're here to be inspired. Perhaps you're here to be in the company of brothers and sisters of faith who mean so much to you. 
still within these many reasons bringing us to this time and this place of worship, there is always this. We know there is someone we need to thank. Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to God. Amen. Amen. We stand as we sing. stand, we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed. Let us affirm. I believe in God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And as we stand, we welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ. As we find our places, we will worship God with his tithes and our offerings as our ushers will come forward. Let us pray. Lord, we give because you are first given to us. May these gifts returned to you be witness to our love for you, to our love for our neighbors. May they bring you glory. May they bring blessing to our neighbors. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
be seated. Our scriptures call us to be those who pray without ceasing, to ask and to seek and to knock. We respond to our scriptures as we go to God in prayer with the prayers of the people. We know this is a time of prayer in which I will speak a series of prayer requests and conclude each with the words, Lord, in your mercy. And I will invite you to respond with hear our prayer and invite you to name those concerns you would like to speak in this time of prayer as well. And then we will conclude with a prayer Christ has taught us. We go to God as we pray. Lord, hear our prayers, spoken and unspoken. Help us to be mindful of the words spoken by those saints who have gone before us, words which call us to have no anxiety about anything, to trust in you, and to approach you in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving always. Help us, Lord, to see how blessed we are, to know that the blessings you give to us are evidence of your great love for us. And as you have blessed us and trusted us with those things that first belong to you, move us to be a blessing to others, to let our light shine so that all may see your glory. Lord, in your mercy, and hear us, Lord, as we pray for the people of this congregation. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for those who suffer and to those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy, hear us, Lord, as we pray for the concerns of this community. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy, hear us, Lord, as we pray for the world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy. 
Bishop Lewis, Denise Bates, the Ministries of First Church. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, hear our prayers as they are gathered with the prayers of your saints, those very much with us now, praying and singing your praises as we speak the words Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we stand and sing, Be Thou My Vision, again the invitation is before us to come forward as an act of worship as we present our estimate of giving cards or just for a time of prayer and recommitment and devotion. The invitation is before us, and I invite us to stand as we sing. Jesus has said, you are the light of the world and let your light shine so that all who see your good works may see the glory of God. We go as those blessed and given more gifts than we know what to do with because of God's love for us. 
And we go as witness to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen.